This podcast contains content that is graphic in nature and mature language that may be unsuitable for children or young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Sin Lawson fam. Welcome to bonus episode number two. I'm Kelly. And I'm Kyler. And he's finally on an episode with me. It seems like it's been forever. All right, and you guys have no way of knowing this, but we had to literally stop after we recorded the first 11 seconds, and we're back now. Okay, so episode seven came out, I don't remember exactly when that was. I think it was in September. Nope. Very end of August, so August 28th. Almost an hour long. Probably could have made two episodes out of that one just because of how much we had and all of the different rabbit holes that I wanted to go down. Um, what... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. What, uh... What did we end up deciding that we thought was going to be the reasoning for the appeal? Was it a timing issue? Yeah, I think that's what we kind of... You said something about the not enough time or something like that and kind of jokingly because there's not I couldn't really see a whole lot of grounds but I mean they're always going to appeal some part or um, whatever but having already read through the appeal and knowing what he based it on um, I don't think we had any mention of any of it so um, so in that regard we were off but we were correct absolutely in the fact that he did not use an effective assistance of counsel. So well, he could not have. Nope. Not even a little bit. And his appeal uh, appellate lo- attorneys knew as much and knew that that would be kind of a waste of time to try to say that that was a thing. So, um, and I think that's honestly, I think just by reading all of these appeals, I think more often than not, if they do argue ineffective assistance of counsel, it's a public defender. And that's generally, I mean, there's nothing against it. It's just, you know, it's a well-known fact that public defenders have way more cases than they have time, even with the, you know, specific attorneys that they use for murder cases and such. They're still spread pretty thin. So, because in Louisiana, public defenders can also be private attorneys. So, they have their private clients and their public defender clients, so. You know, and I, I knew that just from from seeing it, but I hadn't actually put that together. Mm-hmm. I, I did not realize that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, cognitively, I, w- I guess I would say. Right. Before we get to the appeal, though, I do want to go over a quick uh, rundown of the stats, because like I said, first bonus episode, I gave you guys stats, and within the three or four days it took for that episode to actually come out, they changed. Crazy changed. And if you are wondering how to keep up with us on more of a regular basis we have also started a tiktok i have nine o'clock a tiktok it's sin law podcast the youtube same thing sin law podcast which should be getting better by the end of the year because google podcast is transmorgifying into (coughs) youtube podcast they're getting rid of google podcast completely and they're doing, hopefully, they'll get it to where we can RSS feed straight into the YouTubes. Nice. And just kind of melt those things together. So, That'd be pretty cool. I think it would be pretty awesome because that's one of my biggest issues right now is, you know, being able to transfer the 
audio file to a video file just to be able to upload it to the YouTube. But I'm still posting shorts, but the one that I'm mostly and mainly active on is TikTok because those ones are just easy um, and they go through quick and... I actually got that idea from another podcast that I came across called Tell Me a Tell Me a True Crime Story. And she does a lot of video posting on um, on TikTok and not even specifically about her cases, just things that she finds interesting. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I think I also have a, a Twitter account, which I'm not calling it X. Uh, not because I don't like Elon or whatever. Just because you're a twit. And then I just, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't feel right. I've known Twitters, Twitter since before they were born, so I feel like we're a little bit more intimate than X. I mean, you can't get very much more intimate than X. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. So we've got at Sin Law Podcast. Uh, for all of those, I didn't have to do any crazy kind of spellings or anything. So you can find us on any of those varying platforms. If you have any questions or anything, you can comment them on the TikTok, the YouTube. You can shoot us, Don't <laughs> shoot, shoot us, shoot us a tweet, <laughs> or you know, any anything like that. And then of course, there's always the email. But one thing I would like for you guys to do, please, 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 if you're listening to us on a regular basis. Please stop for half a second. I know you guys are busy. I know you got a lot going on. But take the half a second. Give us a rating and a review. If you can write the full review out, even if it's just a couple words, or to tell us how bad we are, to tell us what we can fix, or to tell us to, you know, stick to our J jobs. Anything like that is fine. Um, <laughs> just stop by, give us a rate and a review, and then that'll actually help. If your advice is to stick to our day, jo- day jobs... We're not going to listen to it. Mm-mm. This, but, this is too much But fun. we'll read it. Yeah. I'll read it, and I'll talk about it. <clears throat> I'll make another bonus episode if you guys... If you leave me a fun review, like, whatever you can come up with, I'll read it out on the next bonus episode. So, and I'm trying to get it timed out to where we have one on our off week. No telling what actual day they will fall on. I try to keep to a Monday schedule, but between... <laughs> Yeah, because we're still only putting out episodes every two weeks right now. Oh, that's right. We're talking about this. Yes. Um, Because we don't have off weeks in real life. Um, We've had birthdays. We've had uh, Halloweens. We've had... Oh, and... Happy Halloween. Happy couple days late Halloween. Our son's birthday was on just this past Friday. So we've had a lot of... A lot going on. Um... Which, thankfully, we had a couple of episodes that we had already recorded from earlier. Woohoo, go stockpile! Yeah, but now we're out. We're completely out now, though. So, getting back to it. Um, the statistics that I get... Oh, I said Ooh. it right. Look at me. There's only a couple words on this planet in, in the English language that I struggle with. And that last one stats that that is the full (laughs) word the full word i have a very hard time getting it out of my mouth properly and that was one of the lucky few so i'm probably just going to copy and paste that everywhere else i try to say that (laughs) word so anyway hear that exact sound bite yeah exactly it did work okay so you guys did amazing in october so or we did Either way, you guys loved us in October. How about that? We had 192 downloads in just October. Our all-time total is 486 as of today. So 
if we don't get at least 195-ish in November, we're going to be under the bar. And just to put that into perspective, our top month before that, in September, the closest one was 113. So it went from 113 to almost 113 to 192. So a good jump there. Um, Hell yeah. I also wanted to talk about the fact that we have listeners from around the globe at this point, not just Mexico and the Philippines, and I think we had France and India and maybe Ireland on the last one as well. We've also got people listening in Australia from Down Under and in the UK, so keep listening, guys. Thanks. Our top cities are still Dallas, and Louisiana comes in with a top uh, two, three, and four. And then Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, more Louisiana, Louisiana, all the way down um, till we get into the the low numbers, single digits, but mostly in Louisiana. So represent. Thank you, guys. Keep telling your friends about us. And I remember that. No, remember Evanston, Wyoming. Remember I told you because that's that's the one that listened to every single episode except for the bonus, except for the bonus episode. Oh, so then that would be all nine. Uh, Yeah, but we have eleven now. So they they need to do some catching up. Shout out to Evanston, Wyoming, whoever you are. Anyway, so almost at 500 listens or 500 downloads from our host site. Um, the Apple Podcast is about 474, if I remember correctly. Um, and almost half of those have been in the last 30 to 60 days. So thank you guys so much. I like to think it has something to do with this being a little bit more present on TikTok and YouTube. Hold that in mind. Uh, rate and review on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, I can't see the ones on Spotify. I can't see who posted the rating unless they write a review. So if you only click the stars on Spotify, I won't be able to see who left those stars and tell them thank you. But we will still appreciate it. We will still talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and get to what you guys came here for. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the facts and procedural history as per the appeal document. Um, because that'll just be easier than me trying to recollect off the top of my head and it'll be a little bit more accurate. So according to court records and to this court document specifically at 12:33 a.m. on July 30th, 2019, officers from Concordia Parish Sheriff's Office were dispatched to a home in Clayton, Louisiana to respond to a 911 call call made by DeMar- I'm good, DeMarcus McCoy, who was the son of Megan McCoy. DeMarcus told the 911 operator that he arrived to find his mother Megan McCoy now Watson and his 12-year-old brother, LaFrederick McCoy, unresponsive. He further advised that Miss Watson, or I'm sorry, Mr. Watson, Megan's husband, was not home. Upon their arrival, officers found the victims lying dead on the kitchen floor. Based on the amount of blood and apparent gunshot wounds, it appeared the victims had been shot to death. Officers were informed that at approximately 12.55, Mr. Watson had surrendered himself to the Adams County Sheriff's Office in Natchez, straight across the bridge from Vidalia, where he also surrendered two firearms, a tactical rifle or an AR-15, which we now know is Armalite rifle. It has nothing to do with the assault rifle and a Ruger 22 pistol. Mr. Watson was later charged with one count of first-degree murder of LaFrederick under court, under trial court docket, such and such, and additional count of first-degree murder of Megan under a different docket number. 
On February 12, 2020, defense counsel filed a motion to recuse the district attorney's office, arguing that the district attorney could not be fair and impartial because an investigator in their office was related to the victim or the victims. The trial court denied the motion on March 10th, 2020, and I don't think we touched on that at all in our episode. I must have just completely missed that or it got lost in the shuffle of continuances due to COVID and everything else. And there was there was just a lot going on with that case as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Watson filed a pro se motion to recuse the district attorney's office on September 28th and a pro se motion to recuse the trial judge on October 9th of 2020. But both of those motions were also denied. Now, on April 12th of 2021, the state consolidated the charges for trial and a jury selection began. They had a four-day trial. The jury unanimously found him guilty on both counts. And on April 19th, he filed a pro se motion for a new trial. He alleged that there was purposeful discrimination in the selection of the jury On April 28th, about nine days later, the trial court held a hearing on that motion, and after they denied that, Watson waived the sentencing delays and was sentenced to two consecutive terms of life imprisonment. Now, in what way? In what way were they trying to? uh, To how are how are they trying to say that there was purposeful discrimination? Uh, Why? In the selection of the jury. Yes. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to get to that because I think that's one of his. Assignments of error. So, um, let me just get through here. Okay. Okay. So, so he waived his sentencing delays, which we talked about that. I believe it was in the last episode, or the not not the last one, but the last one we actually recorded most recently. That they have to wait like twenty four hours for a, a cooling off period or what have you, even right. if it is a hi. Even if it is a mandatory sentence, like right. they know they're going to get life without parole, but they still have what, that amount of time. I know yeah. that we had talked about thinking, thinking that, that the uh, timing issue uh, may be mm-hmm. one of the reasons for uh, for the appeal. He waived his sentencing delays and was sentenced to two consecutive terms of life imprisonment at hard labor without benefit. So he is now asserting two assignments of error. After okay, which this was this was very interesting. I've never seen this before in any of the appeals that I've gone through. Um, they always do just kind of like a blanket appeal. Do you remember in the Dyson's or the Diasant case? He basically just appealed um, in general, saying that they must have messed up somewhere. Check it out for me, which is something you can do. Just to, you know the general um, errors patent on the face of the record. I just don't like it. Right, right. So, see if you can find anything wrong with it. I um, like the cut of your gym. Right. So, they did that for this case as well as they do for all of the cases, as well as the errors that they're um, claiming in the appeal. So, in this one, after they did their face of the record look over, they found that there were no errors patent, but the minutes of the sentencing needed to be corrected. Although the transcript indicates that the trial court ordered the two life sentences to be served consecutively, The minutes actually said concurrently. So that was an addendum that they ended up making as part of this appeal decision, which I thought was pretty cool. So what did they say was wrong? First and foremost, (laughs) Watson alleges that the evidence was insufficient to support first-degree murder, and that it was also insufficient in so much as to say that they couldn't prove that it wasn't self-defense. 
doesn't the mere fact that the one murder was carried out in conjunction with the other give it enough to be first defense first oh yeah absolutely but if he was going to say it was self-defense then you could technically write it off completely or you could give him a lesser sentence based on the mitigating factors so if he said that he killed them both in you know in fear of his life and that was actually proven to be you know accurate enough then they could reduce the sentencing and not and make it a manslaughter or whatever for a a, you know hunting somebody down and dragging and rearranging and cleaning and wait what what are we talking about sorry Mm -hmm. not none of that first error like i said was that they didn't present sufficient evidence to establish that they were not in self-defense and basically said that you know they didn't prove their case by preponderance of the evidence or you know that's not yeah anyway so the second error or issue was whether whether or not the trial court erred in denying the change of venue which would have also created a different jury pool uh, yada 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 so on and so forth so basically going into it he says they didn't have enough evidence to prove that what i was arguing was not right (laughs) and then they also didn't give me a change of venue and that effed up my jury pool and you know she's just well known and the ruling that came back (laughs) from the appellate court the judges said well no you're wrong because like i told you guys back when we we released the episode in august at the end of august as recent as march of this year they had requested more detailed information from this file of marvin watson's case because they wanted to be able to go over everything in detail now that included going through every single line of the voir dire which is when they question all of the potential jurors and when I want to tell you that the worst part of reading any kind of transcript from court, because I love reading court transcripts, but the most boring everything is reading when they're talking to however many potential jurors and going through the same questions and the same information and all of the things. So doing that, you know, that in and of itself makes the appellate judges absolute rock stars blanket um so to go through that and look through every single answer and to double check and make sure that yeah make sure that none of the answers that were given by any of the jurors that eventually made it into the jury pool or into the box as it were to hear the trial they said that, you know, the majority of the people that were there had never heard of the case, that they didn't they didn't actually know anything about the specifics, or if they did know of the person or one of the victims or the defendant, that, you know, they had no bias one way or the other, that they could be unbiased and make a sound judgment or whatever. So, basically, the judges came back and said, no, everything's good. You're going to stay in jail. We affirm your sentencing, we affirm your judgments, and the only thing that we're going to change is we want to make sure that it reflects that your minutes say the appropriate sentence, that it's not to be concurrent, that it will be served consecutively. So, so basically, no, you're not getting any less time. Actually, you're going to get more, the same amount you were supposed to get. yeah. 
as the documents show, you will be getting more time, but as as it stands, you will be getting the same amount you've always been supposed to get. Yeah. Basically, what happened was, if he hadn't kicked the hornet's nest, he could have quote because he can't. He, it's not gonna change a fucking thing. He could have maybe possibly convinced no, somebody no. eventually, mm-hmm. like sixty years from now when he's dead, that he could that he mm-hmm. could get out because it was a concurrent instead of Mm-mm. a consecutive. But probably not. Because uh. Mm-mm. He wouldn't have known. Right. Because it was, like they said, it, it, it was, was stated in, in, it was stated completely accurately in all of the trial transcripts. What happened was a literal wrong word by the clerk when she was put inputting her minutes, which. Damn autotype. And sometimes they copy and paste shit. But I mean, like, it's not, not for that kind of case, though. Um, but that that's literally all they did was say, huh, you're going to stay in jail. All your shit stays the same. But we're going to make sure that it is absolutely reflected properly knows. that you are not getting concurrent. These are consecutive. So even if you manage to live a second time, you still going to be in jail. So having said all of that, he can still make another appeal for the Supreme Court. They only hear about, I think it's 8% at this point of all cases that get submitted to them. So, I mean, like, 8% chance. It's still a higher chance than I was actually expecting. I think it's 8. It might be 4. I get those numbers confused, and, you know, like, 98% of all percentages are made up on the spot. So, um, yeah. and I'm going to start carrying around a foam finger or something to wipe you with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you love me. All right, so that's pretty much it for that. Um, It kind of shuts the door completely on him. Um, That... Not the best appeal arguments, but again, like, this was a pretty rock-solid case. Like, he turned himself in, he had the murder weapon, he admitted to killing them. The only thing he wanted to try to say was how it happened, and there is just no evidence of that whatsoever. So, he is still, I believe, in Angola. Let me fact-check that real quick. Yep, yep. He is still in Angola. He is 58 years old at the time of this recording, and he will be residing there until such a time comes to pass that he is no longer breathing the same air as all those other fine people in Angola, which as of right now, I know there's, I think they're still having issues with the juvenile thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that maybe on the next bonus episode because they got a lot of weird stuff going on. I mean, like everything's just been crazy. I think, oh my God. And Matthew Perry just passed away literally yesterday. So it's been a lot, you know, there's been a lot going on in the world and Louisiana and all over the place. Adjusting relevance. Um, just in general, like just topic of conversation for most people that are alive. Hmm. Um, and so in so much as to say that the world is crazy. So be extra safe and take extra care. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful, happy Halloween. I am trying to cash in on some of these discounted Halloween decorations. Trying to get volunteers. Discount Halloween decoration. Discount Halloween candy. Mm, decorations for next year so we can win. Win what? They have a competition every year. I'll show you in a minute. They don't have to worry about it right now. But thank you guys for listening. Come back. We will have a new episode coming out on Monday. As long as I can get Kyler to sit his ass down long enough and maybe have somebody watch the baby long enough for us to actually get it done. A lot that one. Just a couple days from now. Hope you guys like this bonus episode. Oh, look at you. Um, go check out our TikTok, our YouTube. Leave us a rating and a review. Let us know what you think. Um, and we will see you guys again on Monday. I'll take care out there. Love y'all. See you next time.
This has been an Elf Audio production.